welcome to the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. I'm your host, Aaron Summers. The Saints are back in town after taking the trip home from Seattle Tuesday. Much more fun to travel back after a Monday night football win. Following the team's arrival, Coach Payton and players spoke with the media. Coach Payton praised the team's defensive effort in the 13-10 win. It's been one of the strengths of our team. You know, we we defended the run well. Um, that helps. You know, when you can get an opponent one-dimensional, um, I think that uh, it's been uh, extremely important. You know, that, that whole front unit, uh, talking about the defensive line, the linebackers, and even the force unit, safeties. Um, you know, I, I we're playing we're playing really good defense. And, you know, that's that's one thing that will keep you in every game you're going to play. Another bright spot Monday was the play of running back Alvin Kamara. In the rest of the league noticed, Kamara was named the NFC's Offensive Player of the Week. Kamara had 179 yards and a touchdown in that win over Seattle. 128 of his offensive production came from 10 receptions. That tallied the most receiving yards in a game for a running back this season. Saints kicker Brian Johnson, who was recently signed off the Bears practice squad, went two for two with one extra point. His 33-yard field goal late in the fourth broke a 10-10 tie and gave New Orleans the win. Johnson's first field goal in the second quarter was his first ever in the NFL. Here's Coach Payton. He did a good job. It was fantastic in conditions like that. He was outstanding. I was real pr- really proud of him. He got a game ball. Um, you know, come in like that, it's a tough place to kick. And he was more than ready. To give us some insight on the place kicker, we're bringing in the voice of the Virginia Tech Hokies, John Laser, who covered Johnson throughout his five seasons in Blacksburg. John, thank you so much for joining us. Going to give us a little insight into Brian Johnson, the former Virginia Tech kicker. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Great to be with you. You spent some time around Brian Johnson on the football field, on the sidelines. What is he like as a person and and a player? Yeah, you know, it's funny. You always get to know the specialists a little bit better than anybody else because they're on the sidelines at practice quite a bit like we are as we (laughs) observe before they go in for their period. So I did get to know Brian really well. He's just a fantastic guy, really humble, down to earth. Uh, Never saw him get too high or too low in terms of if he had missed a kick in the previous game or if he had made a game winner, which he did quite a few times for us. Uh, He was always very pleasant, would come over, and he would always provide me with some information about what we were doing and uh, was just a great guy in general. You mentioned his kind of calm, cool, collected demeanor. Even after the game on Monday night, he he was smiling. He was excited after having his first NFL kick, but he also had a good perspective of not being too rattled in the moment when he was on the field. How did you see him react in some of those situations where there were the game-winning opportunities on the line? I think the thing that I was most impressed with during Brian's time here was that he didn't get off to a tremendous start. He was following Joey Sly, whom, of course, the Saints know well, has kicked for the Panthers and is now with the 49ers. And Joey had that huge leg, and and Brian really developed his. But we had a game back in 2019 that turned into the longest game in ACC history. It was six overtimes, uh, and Brian actually missed two kicks 
uh, in those overtime periods, one that would have won the game. The Hokies ultimately did win the game. Um, and a lot of guys, I think, at that time would have lost confidence and, you know, would have been rattled going forward. Well, Brian, then the rest of that season and then into the next season, I believe it was his next 12 kicks he made, including a couple from over 50. Um, and I remember tweeting about it, Aaron. I said it says a lot about who Brian is as a person to rebound from that, because when you miss two in front of 66,000 people in a game that is remembered historically, it would rattle me, uh, but it certainly didn't rattle him and I think that's the confidence that he takes forward in terms of how he developed and his leg has gotten a lot bigger he was always very accurate uh, that was impressive as well and credit to him to keep grinding I, I would imagine he's staying even keel right now because he realizes it was just one game and the NFL like college football is a what have you done for me lately business uh, and he knows he's got to make him again next week it was funny when he signed here with the Saints he showed up and it was during our bye week and he said he kind of got to the practice facility and, and nobody was around and he didn't really know how to get involved with the team without anybody around here and then his first trip is across the country to Seattle what kind of personality have you seen from him I've seen some videos he seems pretty charismatic um, just an enjoyable person to talk to yeah, he is. He's very funny. Uh, he's very stealthily funny. <laughs> and uh, I think that's what his teammates enjoy about him. He seems to handle things. You know, if that was me and I had traveled from Chicago and it was my huge opportunity, <laughs> I'd probably get a little aggravated that I didn't know how to get in and then flying back across the country. But I think he really is appreciative of uh, the opportunity. You know, he's got a great personal life uh, away from the field, a lot of things going on there. Um, just a, a well-liked guy. Like I say, you know, he, he's not not a prankster, I don't think, or a jokester or anything like that. He's, he's somewhat serious and level-headed, but at the same time, he's not afraid to have fun and, and poke fun at himself. Um, I saw earlier when I was doing some research here that he wore Coach Beamer's number 25 at the game at Duke or against Duke. What does that signify and why was he selected for that? Yeah, that's something cool. After Coach Beamer retired and Coach Fuente came in, they wanted to have something that would honor Coach Beamer's legacy here on a weekly basis. So each week, uh, Coach Fuente and the team select someone that they feel uh, is worthy of that legacy to wear the number 25. And to my knowledge, uh, Joey Slywart, I think a couple of times too when he was here, uh, but the reason that he had gotten that jersey is because his team had selected him. And I think it was honestly uh, because of a tackle that he made on special team rather than making a field goal if memory serves. But uh, essentially, it just means that you're a contributor uh, in the intangible portion of the game. You know, of course, Coach Beamer was known for Beamer ball and blocking kicks and scoring on special teams and, and dominating in that third phase. So uh, the fact that he was selected uh, says a lot about how his teammates felt about him. And Johnson still holds the program record with 119 consecutive extra points. That's a pretty good streak. Anything else that stands out to you about his time there at Virginia Tech on the football field? Yeah, again, I think the biggest thing was, you know, he came in and Joey got injured uh, at, at the latter portion of the 17th season. And we got to see Brian a little bit. And you could see that his leg wasn't nearly as big as Joey's, but he was accurate. And we were in a rivalry game 
uh, that year. And he was not rattled, made a couple of field goals against Virginia in a hostile environment, um, took over. But really what he did to build himself strength-wise, and again, I don't really know how kickers do that to, to increase their strength in their leg, but he definitely did. And I think the extra point record is a testament to his accuracy. Of course, it's still a, a much shorter kick than it is in the NFL, but it was always the accuracy that was there. And I think that just says a lot about the consistency of his operation. I'm sure he'd be the first one to point out in order for that to happen, you got to get clean snaps and holds uh, and give some credit there. Um, but yeah, again, I haven't really seen it. You know, his first year here, if you had said he's an NFL kicker, I would have said, I don't I don't see it. Uh, and then by the end of his time, uh, I remember saying on the broadcast and asking Coach Fuente about it. And I said, you know, Brian has really developed himself into an NFL caliber kicker. And he said, without question. Um, and now here we are. So, again, a testament to work ethic and going out. And, you know, for those guys, there's only so many opportunities in the league. And, you know, the Saints have a phenomenal kicker in Will Lutz. Uh, you know, you generally something negative has to happen to something, somebody to get an opportunity. And then you have to seize upon it. So, uh, for Brian, I think he understands that. I think he's pretty practical, and uh, it's awesome to see. We're having a lot of fun in Blacksburg watching that journey for him. Yeah, what's been the reaction? I'm sure you're close with everybody at Hokie Nation and seeing him on Monday Night Football. Yeah, it was pretty cool, and I was actually watching the Manning cast with my wife the other day <laughs> or the other night, um, and there was a situation where he was going to have to kick it, and then I, I can't remember what happened. He didn't, and Peyton Manning said, how thankful is Johnson that he didn't have to kick it? And I tweeted immediately. I said, nah, Peyton, uh, if I know Brian, he, he was ready for that moment. And then to prove me right, which is a rarity, uh, just a few plays later, he does come in and kick it and makes it. Um, so it was awesome. Uh, you know, I could see a lot of his former teammates, uh, including our current kicker, John Parker Romo, who spent a lot of time with him, uh, tweeting at him and about him. And, and, you know, he's beloved here in Blacksburg, certainly. And uh, we're all really proud of him. You mentioned a couple of kickers, obviously somebody that has been with the Panthers in the league and now the 49ers and Joey Sly, the uh, special teams coach there, what is his background and how does he continue to develop talent? Uh, James Shebist, he is a very interesting character. He's one of those personalities I'm about to head up to practice in a couple of minutes here, uh, where he stands out vocally in terms of how he's coaching. I think what he does well, you know, his coverage teams and his return teams are also very good, but I think he lets the, the kickers and the punters develop confidence within the group. I, I don't think if they miss a kick, he's a guy that's coming over and, you know, hey, we've got to make it and getting all demonstrative and all those things. He's a supportive type coach. Uh, he came with Coach Fuente from Memphis. I know Coach Fuente regards him. Uh, he says it all the time as the finest special teams coach in America. And I'm sure a number of other head coaches think that about their guys too. Uh, but that's the way we feel here. And again, I think James approach, he's a very charismatic person in terms of his relationship with those guys and it definitely says a lot about him that that back-to-back -back kickers here like I say have earned an opportunity in the NFL because those are infrequent opportunities at best. I saw that career longs there career long was a 55 top to 54 for Brian Johnson do you remember those moments where they were sending him out there and the confidence that people had in him? Yeah, I remember exactly uh, the moments. And again, there were there was a time when I don't think Justin Fuente would have allowed him to attempt that long of a field goal because early in his time, uh, like I say, I, I don't think he he had the strength to do it, but maybe not on a consistent 
consistent basis. So those were critical moments in game um, and the, the confidence that he had built uh, coming off again, that North Carolina six overtime game where he was just automatic um, and he just kept backing them off, you know, all right, we'll let him try from 47 or 48 this time. No problem. Uh, that would have been good from 60. Um, so it says a lot about what Justin Fuente felt in him to give him the opportunity to do it. And if I remember correctly, uh, the 55 yarder he made, it was pretty no doubt, no doubt about it type of kick right off his foot, um, which probably earned him more opportunities down the road. Absolutely. I really appreciate the time talking to us, giving us a little background on Brian Johnson. It's been great. And, and hopefully there's some more good games ahead for us all to watch. Absolutely, Aaron. My pleasure. Thanks so much to John for joining us on the podcast. Really fun to hear a little bit more about who somebody is as a player and what got them to this point. Friday's podcast will be with Brian Baldinger, who's the analyst for the national radio broadcast for our next game. That is this Sunday against Tampa Bay, October 31st, 325. It'll be a lot of fun. It's going to be Halloween, crazy. There's a toga party in Champion Square. There are prizes, so make sure you come out dressed and early. This week is a little different for the Saints since they came home on Tuesday and had that Monday night game, but they're going to ramp things back up here soon. So there'll be a lot more player availabilities, stories, and previewing of that Tampa Bay game coming. And then this Friday, October 29th at noon on the outdoor plaza level of Hancock Whitney's New Orleans Regional Headquarters, that's the Hancock Whitney Center, there will be the Black and Gold Fan Fest. This will definitely be another fun event to get things ready for that Tampa Bay game in the Caesars Superdome on Sunday. The Saints entertainment team mascot Gumbo and Saints legend Michael Lewis will make a special appearance during the Fan Fest. There'll be lots of fun music, food, and prizes. Thanks so much for showing up for a Wednesday edition of the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. You can find this on the NewOrleansSaints.com website, Apple, iTunes, or on our app presented by Verizon. Make sure you subscribe and don't miss an episode. They're all there for you if you ever want to scroll back and listen to anything from previous weeks. For the Saints, I'm Erin Summers. Great talking to you, and we'll do this again on Friday.